Welcome back to BXB Bronx Baseball Podcast. Keith McPherson, Chris McMonagall, K Mac and C Mac on Carlos Rodon Day, 7 7, Thursday or Friday. I don't know what days yeah. it is ever. Doesn't anymore. matter. It just rolls. I do the uh, 2 a.m. show and then I go into yep. uh, di- diaper duty or bottle feed duty and uh, these weeks have been flying by. But what's up, Chris? How you doing? What's going on? I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. You made the That's best you decision feel. you could have made last I night. I know. I was at the. Uh, I saw Chris Stapleton at uh at the. Jeez, um, uh, now I'm blanking on the name, but up by me in Woodstock, um, Bethel Woods, and it was great. And I was planning on coming home and watching the rest of the game, but uh, I got a guy in front of me was a Yankee fan yelling about Severino, and gave away the fact that it was you know a hundred to nothing. <laughs> so I came home and just breezed through it quickly. But yeah, I mean. It's frustrating because it's one of those things. It's typical Yankees, man. You can never feel really good after something because if you went into the series and said you took a split from a team that's struggling, but still a Baltimore team that has had a great season, uh, you know, one of the best records in the American League where the Yankees are coming off a, a series loss to St. Louis, which I don't think we really got into, no need. Um, I would have ta- you would have felt okay about a split. But when you take the first two in the fashion you did with some of the best wins of the year, and then you have an opportunity in game three up to nothing after a great and surprising Vasquez performance to have it fall apart the rest of the way and end up with a split, it doesn't feel very good. It feels like a wasted opportunity, which is so often you come away with the even even in the bright moments of this Yankee season uh, in the few that there are. There's always just something where it should have been better. It could have been better. And going into it, I would have taken a split. But when you get it, where you win the first two and then get beat up in the second half of game three and then get killed in game four, it doesn't feel as good as you would have hoped going in. So, Yeah, I think that is a sentiment that I share and a lot of Yankee fans share. And uh, on top of it, it's some of the moves that were made during the series uh, yeah. after the first two games, some of the lineup decisions, some of the bullpen decisions. And, you know, when you're feeling like you have an opportunity to gain ground on a division rival, yeah. on a team that's also fighting for a wild card spot, and you see the organization rest guys or not bring out their best guys out of the bullpen or not let a guy continue pitching that was going all right. Uh, or keep putting different guys in left field and the ball keeps finding left no. field, or the offense has absolutely nothing again, can't put together runs, can't manufacture runs. It is deflating for the fan base because we were looking at the opportunity to potentially take three out of four, maybe even sweep um, yeah. after the first two games. But you end up with a split, and then that's like nothing happened. It's like yeah. you didn't even play the series. No, it's, it's it does suck, uh, especially because – and you know, it's funny too because – it felt like bringing in Nick Ramirez in game one changed game one when, yeah. you know, he brings him in in that moment, first and third, uh, where at the time I'm like, you know, bring in Wandy now. This is an opportunity to get lefties out right now. We need this is a big jam, but he brings in Nick Ramirez. He gets out of it and immediately the, the game changed and then the series changed. The second time Nick Ramirez sees uh, the series and he comes in after Vasquez in the sixth inning and just was hanging sliders left and right. I mean, he was getting ahead and then hanging sliders. So I, I understand that's a turning point. It's the same guy who's been great for them. It's the same guy who turned the game in game one. Uh, they wanted to push King. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of Boone's M.O. You know, they, they thought they could get two innings out of 
out of King. So they're hoping to get that to be the seven and eight and then Cole in the ninth. Nick Ramirez has been good, get through the lefties in the lineup. And instead he just hung some sliders and then the defense out left field continues to be a problem. And that inning changed how we feel about the series, changed how we feel about this team, quite frankly. I mean, it leads into a disaster again, which is the main talking point for me now is how long do we go with Severino? Like that's that's, no, that's the talking it. point. <laughs> We've I mean, gone we could, as long as we, we could talk about the we, we could talk about the bullpen moves, and I understand there's a thought of going for it and using your best guys. And I've been championing that cry. Uh, I didn't. I'm not going to kill him for going to a guy with a sub two ERA who, who literally won them game one of the series. Uh, I I, I could have went to the better arms in that bullpen in that moment, no doubt. But at the same point, score some more runs. A four run inning shouldn't kill you uh, in a game where Dean Kramer's on the mound. Although I thought he threw the ball well. Uh, but to me, the talking point from this series is now, especially today's Rodon Day, and we'll celebrate it. I'm all gung ho for it. And hopefully, at the at the at the end of the All Star break here, you got Nestor Cortez around the corner. The question for me is, how many times do you throw out Severino? He's he's no longer under contract. He's been the worst pitcher in the rotation by far. Judge and her um, Clark, uh, Schmidt and Herman have been far better. And you've got two guys coming back from injury who are, you know, are, are guys you count on. And how many times can you watch Severino get lit up? I mean, it's not he can't get through games. It's not even poor performances. He gives the Yankees no chance to win. Uh, it's just that's and that's what kills you for that last game because it's the biggest game of the year. You have a chance to win this series. You put Severino on the mound and he gives you no chance of victory. It sucks. And you've seen Johnny Brito be better than Severino. Absolutely. You've seen Randy Vasquez be better than Severino. So for me, I don't need to see Severino again. There's plenty other options. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, People are suggesting the bullpen. I, I don't if you put him in the bullpen like you can because he's done it. But if you put him in the bullpen, who is he facing? When are you calling his number out of the pen? He goes to the back of the bullpen and he's mop up duty. He's, um, you know, coming in in the games usually that he would start when the game seems out of reach. So it's unfortunate a homegrown ace or was once projected to be an ace in Luis Severino is struggling. And now fans are pairing the contract that he got around the same time Aaron Hicks got his contract. I believe uh, they both made like 10 million a year for, I think it was four years, 40 million for Severino, maybe a little longer. I think it was seven years, 70 million for Hicks for Hicks. So Cashman was trending last night because there are fans that are coming for him. So get ready. Of course your overnight starts. I know. And if they don't sweep, we're going to go into this all-star break every night. There's going to be people coming for you. Yeah, to defend Cashman, sure, and see if you can defend him against all these different things. Yeah, like I mean, Field, Severino, yeah. Hicks. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you want to get into the Cashman conversation for a second, I thought, I thought Cashman got involved in the series in Game One when they're booing Aaron Hicks. I, I think the boos from the fans towards Aaron Hicks were ridiculous. I know me and you are on the same uh, page here. It's absurd. He's no longer a Yankee. Boo him when he hits the home run. I have no problem. When he hits the home run, he's running the bases. Boo him. He's an Oriole. I I have no problem with that. But you can't at least at the bare minimum sit on your hands while they play a two-minute video. I saw the people that were booing him. Yeah. Casuals. Yeah. Yeah. People that just were, you know, joining in the same way that they join in when the wave goes around. Right. Those people don't represent us. They don't, no. they don't represent me. And I think I put a tweet out. I'm like, what did he exactly do to you that you Nothing. have all this vitriol? And Absol- you're right. A lot of it is directed at Cashman it's- because it's like this guy went to Baltimore. He 
you know, I got and he it's not even like he's killing it in Baltimore. I no, think he, he, he started out okay. He had a couple good weeks starting out, which yeah. was probably refreshing for the guy getting a different yeah. jersey, uh, getting around a different clubhouse, different organization. Good for him. Yeah, I was rooting for him. Go because baseball is hard enough. Right, and then the fans on top of you in your own fan base makes it super hard. And I guess I don't know. Well, uh, I, th- I think it's more than just the, that that he's performing in Baltimore. I think it's the idea, like you mentioned, they give him this long-term contract. Stupid by Brian Cashman. We never signed players before their free agency. This is the guy you picked. You're a moron. Boo you, Brian Cashman. And then we boo him because he's kind of become the poster boy of this feeling the fan base has that there's no accountability, that Josh Donaldson's allowed to play terribly, yeah. but because of his contract, he stays in the lineup. Aaron Hicks is allowed to be the worst player in baseball and stay in the lineup because of the contract you signed him to and because you, Brian Cashman, do not want to look bad, do not want to admit mistakes. There is no accountability in this organization because of you, and he is the poster boy of it. So it's partly that. It's partly how bad he was as a Yankee. It's a little bit of mixed into everything, and I just, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand the vitriol for a guy who all, like, there are guys to have vitriol about who badmouth the city, don't want to be here, talk bad about the fan base. We've seen it with in, in basketball, certainly Knicks and th- even the Mets had Lindor uh, giving the thumbs down and all. All this guy did was play for the Yankees and at the tail end be awful for the Yankees. We've seen bad players before. He's not the first. And I understand the 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 tribute video might be a little bit too soon necessarily, and especially Standard, when he comes man. in with Everyone a rival. Gets a tribute he was, video he, across sports. He was here for eight seasons. He had game winning home runs against yeah, Verlander in the playoffs. Home. I'm not trying to tell you I like Hicks. I'm glad he's off the team. We all are. It was a just a something that needed to just be taking off the fan base's shoulders. It needed to happen. I'm glad he's gone. I wish him success. There is no reason to have any kind of vitriol towards this guy that uh, to the point where he can't even as an opposing hitter, see the field, see the big screen, nothing without just uh, crazy amounts of booze. And it just felt, it felt angry and I don't understand it. I really don't, but yeah, it, it didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't uh, sound it, right. It didn't feel right. When I, like no. I said, I'm looking at the fans doing that and I'm confused. Like yeah. give it a rest. Also, when the Yankees go down 4-2 in that game that Kramer pitched, yeah. Hicks comes up to bat, and the crowd breaks out. I don't know, I guess in the 100 level, maybe legends, you could hear it. Um, they break out into a, you suck, clap, clap, you suck. And it's like, we're losing. We're down 4-2 right now. And we're focused we on suck. this. Yeah, we do. What, what, <laughs> what game are you watching? You're so focused on um, hazing Aaron Hicks or booing Aaron Hicks or trying to get in his head. Like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it at all. But either no. way, that you know that that but was one thing. Hicks homered in the series. Yep, um, which you knew he then, would. I think he got hurt in batting practice the last game, and they didn't need him. <laughs> they certainly no. didn't need him in that last game. No. But um, uh, here's a thought before we move on from it, Chris. I just think that there are entitled Yankee fans, um, the same fans that chant Altuve's name every chance that they get. No. Uh, I already said the ones that do the wave, but they're I, they come off entitled and they come off. Uh, tone deaf and just unaware of their own situation, right? Um, Altuve and the Astros swept the Yankees in the ALCS, celebrated on our grounds, on our field. And then yeah. the next season, I still hear F Altuve. Aaron Hicks was a brother to a lot of these guys, right? Yeah. Aaron Hicks was in that clubhouse for almost a decade. And um, I'm sure he helped a lot of those guys or had relationships with a lot of those guys. They don't hate him like the fan base does. The organization 
um, I'm sure did things off the field with him. They're they're going to make a tribute video for the guy. It sure. costs them nothing to tell their video editor, hey, make a two-minute highlight of his best moments. But then the fan base uh, is so, you know, focused on the negative and they don't realize it's like, you know, it, it makes the Yankees look bad. It makes the Yankee fan look bad. The Yankees haven't won anything in a long time. Get off your high horse. Um, just lose the attitude. Uh, it's very unbecoming, and it, and it's starting to make us all look really corny. Yeah, it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me to be that angry at the guy. We're angry at management for allowing him to be on the team for the last year, or to go into the season with him as your starting left fielder when you know how it's gone the last few years. That's fair. Be mad at the organization. The guy is gone and he comes back. And of course, and people go, oh, well, we give everybody tribute videos now. He was here for eight years. It's a two minute video. No one's retiring his number. We're not having a day for him. They're not giving away a bobblehead. It's a two minute video where I would applaud because I appreciate guys who were here for eight years. But if you don't want to cheer, fine. Sit on your hands. All the I said was the idea you would back Aaron Hicks at the end. It wasn't even two minutes. No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We can move on from it. From I com- I'm on the same page with you. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was just disgusted with it. I was disgusted with it.